Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Lindsay Padilla. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. I am bringing Dr. Derek Padilla. Whoop-de-whoop. I don't think I've ever like called you that. It's so weird. Nope. No one ever does. So there's a lot to talk about in this episode because it is episode one of a new thing. We have a new thing that you might have noticed. Um, Sorry, I apologize for leaving you hanging for the last couple months, but we definitely re-aired the first episode where Derek interviewed me for the beginning of Academics Mean Business. And we're sitting here now traveling again, which is kind of funny, but not on a world tour uh, house sitting, but just to hang out with family. And we want to do a little bit of a reflection on Academics Mean Business and tell you about the new podcast called Wealthy Teachers that will remain in this feed. And we'll just kind of kind of explain where we've been in business and what changes have been made over the last year and why we decided to do this. Um, and it wasn't a decision that happened overnight. The, there was a decision to pause academic mean business that actually was separate from the decision to start a pod, a, like a new podcast with a new name, um, with like a new kind of focus, I guess, or angle. Um, those two things happened separately. So I will say that initially. Um, but yeah, so here we are. I don't know. I don't even know where to start. It's so weird. It's like so much happens in my own head and in our conversations that like I forget, like, but I feel like we need to update people um, a lot. So yeah, why are we changing from academics mean business to something else called wealthy teachers? Yeah. So academics mean business had what, 60 some odd episodes under its belt and, you know, holding back a lot of requests and people that I still want on. Um, And, you know, I I still love it. I still love the name of it. I still love what it did for me. I kind of always said when I was when we were recording was that it was a selfish thing that I just wanted to <laughs> talk and hang out with people that I felt weren't that different from me. Just because being an entrepreneur in this space can sometimes feel a little like I'm a fish out of water. Um, and so there was a selfish side to it where I was doing my own identity healing through it. Um, and not to say like, oh, I'm officially healed. Everything's fine. But my business has matured. Right. And academics mean business was always a fun, like I wouldn't call it a side project. I knew it was always in in direction of what I really would be meant to do in my business. Uh, but that wasn't coming to fruition. And so like in a year and I experimented with a couple things, we were running a free Facebook group through it. Um, and I did run a membership site for a little bit, um, with some people that, uh, wanted some extra support in building a business as an academic. And it was great. I mean, it was fulfilling and I enjoy hanging out with those people. Um, but I think it was the changes that we decided to make in our larger business, um, that started the beginning of this like new path, I guess. What are some of those changes? Yeah. So, I mean, you joined the business more, um, specifically in March and I know you were editing academics mean business for a while and you were, we were finding your role in the business and it took a while, I would say. Um, and now we're kind of stepping into this, like really wanting to co-partner in a business instead of it just being like Lindsay Padilla's personal brand, where she's a professor and she helps people with courses, 
I'm like now connecting to a larger mission. I don't want to get into the larger mission yet because I do think there's some other things to kind of explain. I think last year I, um, I launched a product called build a better beta in, uh, in, Oh gosh, when was it? Like end of September, early October. Yeah. And we did a big launch for it and it went well, we enjoyed it. And then we put that puppy on evergreen, um, as a masterclass, you might have seen some of the ads possibly. (laughs) Um, and so we've been selling that course just like in a masterclass kind of evergreen format and all evergreen means is it's, it's always running. And so people can buy, I can welcome in new students every day. And so this whole year, um, because I think we launched that funnel in December, uh, this whole year has been us adapting to that funnel basically. And like, I wanted to build a business where I got to teach. And that's what I say in the webinar too. It's like, I didn't like doing one-on-one services. And when I started AMB, I was feeling a little lost. I was feeling like I was, I created a job for myself that I didn't enjoy. And this is somebody who grew up her whole life wanting to be a teacher, had a dream job, left that dream job and created a job that she didn't enjoy for herself and and one that like she wasn't particularly good at. Um, so, you know, when we started this, I think that was, I mean, I was kind of struggling actually when we started academics mean business. And I think that was part of the healing process. I did that and I did therapy, did a lot more self care, but the door is only open for that for, to really, really take root when I freed up more of my time in my, in my business and really got to just like teach my students and help them launch their courses and coach them and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think the timeline was academics mean business started in January of 2018. 18? Yeah, the first episode. We recorded Some like we recorded December in December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 2018, the podcast started lots of interviews with academics um, and starting the membership site for a few months. It didn't last. It was like six or seven six months. months. No, yeah. it was a while. I think we launched it in April or May. I think I, I came home from a mastermind and they're like, just launch it and see who shows up. Um, so I did in like May and then I, I pulled the plug on that in like December, January. Because in October, 2018, we launched build a better beta really had a big launch and it did decently well enough that we were like, okay, let's do this for real evergreen wise and start selling this ongoing starting December. Um, and we had a few A and B episodes ready to go. Like mm-hmm. they released, you know, we, we left, we traveled for a month, put the episodes out, um, and then came back and it was time to record new episodes and we're looking at our calendar and our schedules and yeah. it's kind of like, this is going to be tough, like to fit this in with our new product, build a better beta, like time constraint wise. It was, it was tough to find space yeah. for, for interviews Yeah, and that was a part of it. And then there was ideas of moving away from A and B and starting a different type of show that wasn't interviews which was more Lindsay focused. Yeah. Yeah. And we, all, we got to the point where we had artwork and name picked out mm-hmm. everything and we decided that's not it either. And we decided, yeah, now's the time 2019, about halfway through. Um, it's time for us to, to change what our business focus is, which isn't just build a better beta, which is kind of all encompassing right now. Like mm-hmm. most of our income comes from that only. So it's, it's now looking at next steps and wanting to talk about those next steps publicly, yeah. which is what this uh, podcast is now morphing into, which yeah. is the, the Wealthy Teachers brand what's of been, the, the two of us. Yeah. What's been interesting is I feel like things were put into motion where I paused the podcast 
And then it was like, no, I am going to run two podcasts. And this other podcast um, was going to be more about creating courses online and how to do them well. Um, And I would interview like top course creators and how they were taking care of their students and that kind of thing. And I actually, I think I recorded like six or seven episodes, solo episodes. And then we put that on hold because other things were happening in the business again. And I start, I, I would just say this from a perspective of a, of an entrepreneur, solopreneur. Um, I guess I'm not really solo anymore, but like someone who is, you know, testing out new things. It's like, you start to recognize that where your focus goes and your energy goes is what grows. So A and B was something I enjoyed doing. And there were people still on my list of that. I couldn't wait to interview under that name And so I think what happened with the pause is there was just space for other things to grow there. And I remember coming back from a mastermind retreat where I actually had like basically came up with my 10 year vision. Um, and I did a little bit of consuming and a little bit of creative, like, I don't know, I gave myself a little bit of creative white, creative white space, um, for me to start recognizing like, Oh, this is like really big. And it's actually bigger than academics mean business. Like there actually can be a larger umbrella. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, I didn't have intentions of ending it like with the pause. I, I just want to make that clear, I guess. Yeah. That definitely grew out of the pause of like, well, let's, let's, let's take a break and come back and revisit it soon. Um, but yeah, it was always thought of as like, there will be A and B, which are interviews with academics. And then there are this other podcast, which is going to be talking about the business side of things in specifically creating courses online. Yeah. So that was always the idea. And then it, it, they kind of came together, I guess, into this new idea, mm-hmm. which is now Wealthy Teachers, mm-hmm. which is not just the podcast, but a whole bigger vision. Yeah. So that's the journey we're heading towards in this, this new iteration of the podcast. Yeah. So it'll be both of us, which it's not publicly facing. Like I am not a public part of this brand at all. If you, if you just see Lindsay right now, but what happens is people join BBB, <laughs> the build a better beta product, the course that we sell and they see me everywhere. Cause I like Derek better. Actually, <laughs> I'm a big part of that no, course. Cause are. there's a lot of like, I do all the tech training in the course and a lot of the questions are about the tech involved with creating courses online. So they get to know me pretty well inside the course, but they had no idea that I was there to begin with. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that Derek's sneaking in. He's like, yeah. okay, I'm ready to be a part of this. So here we are. <laughs> but I think that's like part of it too, is this idea that, what we are doing behind the scenes, like as a part, like as partners and stuff, like it, like married people, like running a business together, people are like, how do you do that? And, but then it became too, like Derek is like, well, I'm not teaching and I want to teach. Like Derek was a really good teacher. So he started to sneak into BBV and like, be like, I want to be on the Q and a calls. And I'm like, of course, like, let's do it. And so, um, you're seeing the early stages. If you're watching, if you're listening live, not watching, but listening live, you're seeing the early stages of a new brand basically being developed and it will be, uh, you know, we will be co-owners of this brand, whereas everything else was in my name before. So we've like officially dissolved our LLC or prior. We didn't have to do that, but like, it just felt good. Clean slate. Yep. Yeah. So we're starting now with, well, I mean, even before the, whatever paperwork that was involved, I was involved in all the business decisions and like money decisions, you know, cause obviously, obviously it affects me also. Yeah. It so it wasn't just Lindsay by herself doing the the decision making. So it's now just a more public, I guess, vision. I'm not as behind the scenes. Yeah. So I've always been behind the scenes in small ways, but now it's much bigger. Yeah. In March, it was like official, official last year. 
um, like official, meaning you're going to actually handle operations is what we started you with. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, like the vision, I guess, because I think that will really lay the groundwork for what this podcast is, uh, the shape it's going to take and, um, what work it's going to do in the world, I guess, like the purpose of it. So, um, I came back from an amazing retreat with a peer mastermind of women that have been around me since I've been in business. So they know me inside and out. <laughs> They've watched my joy and my pain and helped me think through lots of things in my business. And I'm so grateful for them. And we were at a retreat and I was just in a room with a lot of people who were just kind of outlining the big changes they wanted to make in the world in various institutions in the world, not just like in business um, as, as like online entrepreneurs, but with the foster care system or with the prison system or with Hollywood, you know, the way Hollywood runs and works. Um, and so in that container is where the early seeds, I guess, of this future vision. And it kind of came out that I, I really do want to help teachers do what I'm doing. And that was always the underground underpinning of academics mean business of being like, oh, I just want to serve as inspiration that there's other ways of being an academic in the world. And I think my larger umbrella is like, there's other ways of being a teacher in the world. And, um, a lot of my messaging, you know, like on my branding and stuff says like, we are all teachers and the world is a classroom. And I still totally believe that. And so it's about bringing that into the world. And then I basically had this idea. I woke up when I got back from that retreat that I was saying, thinking, I would love to help 10,000 teachers create $100,000 of revenue wherever they can um, in a business, whether they're making seven figures of revenue or they're, you know, wanting to build some huge giant business that helps them leave their teaching position. Or what if they're just making a business on the side that helps fund the work that they're doing in public education. And so this started to take shape as to be something that was bigger than just, um, like I basically started to realize like not everyone wants to have a seven figure business. Like, yes, I left the Academy. Yes. I am working on this, this thing happening. I didn't know. I didn't have this connection to larger, I guess, a larger social change or issue. Um, and that really bothered me actually in my business because revenue didn't really mean anything to me. It starts to mean something to you when you have to survive off of it, but like, it doesn't mean anything when people are setting these goals per month to hit. I didn't understand why or where that was coming from. And that bothered me. So here comes this larger vision of being like in 10 years, I want to help 10,000 teachers generate a hundred thousand dollars of revenue. That's a billion dollars. If you run that math, what would the world look like if we had a billion dollars in the hands of teachers, right? And so that's where it started to come to life, where I started to realize that like, there's a lot of really smart people, both in colleges and K through 12 systems all over the world that could help other people somewhere else, right? Like they don't have to be in person. Like you can do these things like digitally, right? And so, um, I'm recognizing that it's not just about building a business. It's actually about building a life um, and feeling and being resourced, right? I think at the 
the national level, particularly in the United States, um, are the rights of teachers are being slashed left and right, right? Like they're not, you know, the healthcare is being taken away and pensions and retirement and um, all sorts of funding. And we're fighting for scraps at the negotiation table, which I know I've talked a lot about on academics mean business from a very, a very college level perspective. Um, but recognizing that this is happening in all forms of public education. And when I start to think about what will public education look like in 10 years, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, but I know who I want to make those decisions. And it's not admin, it's teachers, but they're slowly, you know, disempowering the teachers at every step and they're overworked and underpaid. So what if they could create their own economy <laughs> and they don't need to basically rely on begging for 1% raises at the negotiation table that they could just create their own wealth. And that kind of was where I started to realize that this was something bigger than just, I don't know, how to build a business, um, you know, with our skill sets, I guess. I think create their own wealth and also be in control of that wealth, yeah. which is two different things that totally. we've talked about. Yeah. And wealth and like, like when I think of wealthy teachers, first of all, it's super weird to say, mm -hmm. <laughs> just want to highlight that when Derek and I got asked, I think we were filing or no, we were getting a mailbox. Right. And we were like wealthy teachers is the name of our, it's wealthy teachers Inc. And we have a podcast and it's called wealthy teachers. And it just sounds weird. It is the juxtaposition of wealth and teaching is just, it's just in your face. So it makes us uncomfortable just so you know. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think when I came back from that mastermind and I was like talking about it, all this stuff like this? Um, I thought, here we go again. <laughs> Meaning nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you come up with amazing ideas and it pulls us with this like huge parachute with the wind and you just like grab onto it and we just go somewhere. And I'm like, okay, so this is the next thing we're doing. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. And it it's worked out so far. And I've... Well can I pause you, you for a second? Sure. You're making it seem like you're just like, well, whatever. No, I distinctly remember you coming out of the shower, like messing with your hair, drying off. And you're like, it's going to be just teachers. I know we're just going to be helping teachers. You said that before I even was saying the like, I want to help 10,000 teachers generate 100,000 in revenue. As opposed to what? Teachers as opposed to who? Just business owners and teachers. Like, right? Oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. right. Because there was the conversation of do we help all business owners, every kind that want to create a course, do that? Or do we focus on teachers who want to start a business? Like, we can come at this from two different ends. The teachers starting businesses, being aware that this space even exists. That's one end. And the other is uh, people who do this already online know that there's a business opportunity out there and have started something and they want to just teach better. And so that's the other end we could have taken it. And that's what the other podcast was going to be. Yeah. But this now, yeah, I I kind of remember saying, no, 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 we're not doing that other end business. You just, into Derek teaching. is, what he's not like portraying is he's very intuitive. Like he can like kind of predict things and just be like, oh, this is what's happening. And it's like when Derek says it, it's like, oh, it's, it's actually happening. <laughs> when I say stuff, not quite. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm okay with just throwing up a sail and letting the wind carry us because yeah. I know it's just going to be okay. Like yeah. I know that it's going to work. And yeah, I just need to feel my way into it and say like, the wind we're going to grab onto is the teacher's wind yeah. of like, this is the focus we're going to have. So I do want to highlight, and I think it's important too, as you're listening, especially if you're coming from AMB, but even if you're a new listener and this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, um, that, you know, that's the cool thing about being in business is you just get more and more focused and you just like, you grow with your business and your brand can grow with you. And like, 
my brand right now, even BBB though, it does target like entrepreneurs, small business owners. Um, but I very explicitly talk about people who love teaching. So a yoga instructor or somebody who's a therapist, like people who like are out in the world teaching workshops, they want to learn how to build a course from me and not a marketer. And so I still speak to that, but like where we're, where Derek and I are taking this like podcast and this brand is to this place of we are talking to people who are in institutions (laughs) like we will do both and I think um, we'll see how that goes with us and it and I think when we think about what our offerings are there probably will be some offerings that fit more teachers like we're talking down the line like you know but even still just even saying that it's like this is a brand in formation and we have people around me that I currently help and it's really resonating to come into the marketing scene and being like, Hey, why are we learning this for marketers when it's about teaching? It's not just about selling a course. And that's what we want wealthy teachers to be. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we think wealthy teachers as a podcast will be as a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's following us, our journey as we start this new company, this new business, this new uh, focus of our business. And it, yeah, it's changing from, we are people who help other online businesses teach better and create courses from their content, from their expertise. They probably have services. That's what we used to focus on. And we're changing that now into uh, a a much uh, less aware, I guess, group of people who don't necessarily know that this space exists. And so we want to introduce them to the space. We want to show them how it works, what they can do, what's possible um, yeah. And do that together. And yeah. I, it's, it's going to be the story of us doing that together, the two of us on the episodes, but then also we'll have interviews of what we wanted to do originally, which was interview people in this space already who teach great courses and ask them how they feel about teaching, how teaching fits into their business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think I still do want to interview like academics, academics yes, right? Like, and so it's not like academics as an interview population for me are going to change. It's just going to be like, how are you teaching? How are you making money online teaching right now? That's essentially what the interview process is going to be like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's taking what academics mean business was and just drawing the circle larger and encompassing more people. Every academics mean business episode, every interview, uh, would fit into this new podcast as well. We just want, we want to have, and will have other things on top of the interviews with academics. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about teaching online. How does that make you money? What do you do with that money? Um, yeah. Yeah. And how do we do it better? Cause yes. I, there's definitely a need for conversation around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what's working for us and our students of course as well too. So, right. Right. um, yeah. And I, I think just like talking, uh, just even talking a little bit about, Oh, I think more the, the reason why we named it wealthy teachers and how it makes me a little uncomfortable calling it that, um, is also this idea that like, Oh, uh, we need to step into that. Like, what does it mean to create wealth myself? And so just sharing the money mindset stuff that I've had to go through over the last three years of building a business and just being really like transparent about that, because I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it um, as much as that's not true. I know there are people that are talking about it, but I want to bring the conversation specifically to people who have been in a service industry like teaching, I think we have a very 
I don't know. We have a very specific programming. Not only did I, so when I think about my own money mindset and like my own money story, which is like language that you'll hear in this like personal development space, but like I think about growing up, you know, where my father was, you know, had his own business, but it was built on his labor. And, you know, we were like vacillating between like working class and like middle class kind of, you know, for the most of my life, my mom stayed at home. So I carry whatever that was, right? Whatever imprint that left on me. But then I, I went into an institution and I got programming there too. And that's what all of academics mean business talks about. Like this idea that when you go from salary to being a CEO, how mind blowingly different it is, um, to charging for services and that kind of thing. It's just a whole different ball game. And I think what I didn't realize was so deeply ingrained until this year, when I started to really make money, I think, was this idea that um, I was just told over and over again, being an academic and teaching that I was so lucky. I had a great job. It was the best job I could get um, with all the, obviously the perks that I think of being a college professor, but like, and, and it was stable and I was like taken care of and they couldn't fire me, right? All these things that we see as positives. But what I didn't realize is there was also this underlying message of um, you're so lucky you have the best job ever. And it's just so great to be a teacher, but like, you don't do it for the money. And I don't real, I don't know that I realize how long the, you're not doing this for the money, how deeply ingrained that was in me. Because until I started a business, I didn't want to do the business for the money. It just like, it was really hard. And I still am working on that, but it has shifted because oh, what happens when we generate wealth? The wealth includes political power. It includes voice. It, in, it includes the ability to like move money wherever and however you want. And that is important work. Like, <laughs> and like, what could I, what could I do if we, we helped others do something similar? Like if they were taken care of and then also could go do the work that they need to do in the world. And it's that complicated relationship, I guess, with money that I didn't realize I had to unlearn. And it's still a part of a sh shedding that's happening. And so this identity of being a salaried teacher um, that is paid by the state, right, in public education, we have a very ingrained series of beliefs about who we are and how we serve people and what, um, what money means to us. Um, no matter whatever, however we grew up, it's that layered on top of it, I guess. And also thinking about not just money itself, but the time, like your own time, how do you use your mm -hmm. time better? How mm -hmm. do you, you know, what's, what's, what's the value of your time? Yeah. You can calculate your hours in the classroom and your service to the school. And it's supposed to be and so many someone's hours per calculating week. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there is an hourly rate that yeah. you have on your paychecks. Um, but it's, it's not thought about in that way at all. Like as a teacher, you just don't, you just you, give. You, yeah, exactly. You can't, if you do the math, you end up being like, Oh man, this is not, not right. good. <laughs> Which a lot of people do do the math and yeah, post about it. Exactly. Yeah, and so sure. I think what the big change for me at least, and I, I'm pretty sure you also, when we switched from being professors into this online business role is thinking about our time in a much more yeah. like very, uh, conservative way of like, Oh my God, I have so many hours in the week and each hour is going to be able to make me so many dollars, but I need to use them wisely. Cause if I do this thing, it's not going to be mm -hmm. worth the time I spend on it. So yeah, the whole mindset of the time spent on work is very different in this space, I think. Yeah. And that's part of the wealth. I think the wealthy teachers mindset identity. 
Yeah. Like what if you could be generating income kind of, you know, quote unquote in your sleep and I'm throwing the biggest air quotes I could possibly, but like this idea of passive. And when I think of passive, I think of passive selling. That's what it means to me. It doesn't mean how I show up as passive in any way, shape or form. Like I'm so happy to show up for my students and be on calls with them, but like someone's doing the selling and making the money. It's almost like that felt better for me because that felt more like a teacher. Like, Well, a few things about that. One, the fact that we even have to sell to make money is very, 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 very different. different. So we're not, you know, in, in the classroom, you're not selling, no. you know, if you have a ideas, special... Ideas, babe, you're selling ideas. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but like, you know, you're not... I, we don't have to get into the... We're the, not filling <laughs> seats. Exactly. We're not responsible for exactly. it. Exactly. The school is, right? Uh, of course, there's things with adjuncts. If your class doesn't fill up, you know, it's, it's going to get cut. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here, it's very much like you have to sell to make a dollar. Yep. And so what does that mean to your... Again, back to the time, like how do you spend your time when selling is the thing that makes you money? But then what do you do to pe- with people after they buy something? You have to take care of them. So there's the balance of selling versus actually like working on the stuff that the people bought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's kind of what we're thinking about when we think about wealthy teachers is the conversation about, yeah, time and money exchange and selling and all these things that you have to do in a business from the mindset and perspective of, of educators, like people who like spent their life in schools and institutions, uh, what does that mean for them? And I do think they're somewhat unique. But I also believe, though, that this podcast will be really helpful for people who just resonate with the word teacher maybe more than entrepreneur. So whether or not they're in a public institution, um, they just know that they are a teacher. Um, and that's what they've been kind of put here to do, right, is to pass on information and knowledge. And there's a lot of those students in BBB as well. So this podcast is definitely for them. Why even have a podcast? Mm. Like, why do this? Because uh, I like talking. <laughs> I like hearing myself talk. I like talking through things. You know me. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a verbal processor. Derek's like, yes, to my demise. Uh, I'm a verbal processor. So there's that. Um, I think I just like, I, I think teaching and, and, and innovation is all built on sharing what's happening and like having conversations around things in the world. So bringing in, you know, top, you know, online course creators that are making lots of money with their courses and teaching online and how they're doing it and what's working and how they're taking care of their students, I think is going to be amazing just to learn from some of the best in the industry Um, and to open up the conversation, the dialogue around, yeah, the complicated nature of living in a capitalist society and like participating in it and being a business owner um, and, trying to understand what that means and just navigating that and having a co-host I think is cool. Like I'm really excited about that because I, I felt like I had a co-host every time when I did AMB, it was like I was at a coffee shop and I was just learning about this new person publicly. And I tried the solo podcast and I think they were pretty good. We're probably going to repurpose them and Derek and I will probably just have conversations about them, the topics, but, um, it was awkward. So much more awkward. Just talking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Super yeah. weird. <laughs> um, back to the selling topic. I've heard you say this, that selling is teaching. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We should do a whole episode on that. We will. Okay. So in a nutshell, um, selling is teaching and teaching is selling. I think it goes like both ways, right? Um, and I think the process of sales 
um, can feel from the outset really gross and sleazy. And I had to deal with that for a little bit. But when you do it right, and I've learned from some amazing friends who, um, you know, were in sales their whole lives, that you're really just presenting an opportunity to someone and showing them how the world could be um, if obviously they go down a certain path. And I think that that is innately teaching. I think the teaching is selling is beautiful to, to think about too, that when we were in our classrooms kind of sharing the knowledge that, you know, uh, has been passed on, I don't know how to explain, like, uh, like, you know, like just academic um, peer reviewed articles and whatever, like the, the actual research and conversations happening theory wise, experiments wise, all of that stuff that you're kind of selling that way of seeing the world, right? Like I was selling the, the, the way of seeing the world as a sociologist, I believe in so many ways to my students. And some of them were happy about it. And some of them were like, cool, I don't like this. <laughs> and that's fine. Right. So, um, I just think that what you're doing is persuading people to, to see things in a different way and you're shifting perspectives. That's what teaching is. So that is also what selling is like you're shifting people's perspectives. And, um, I think the work that we do in marketing is, is related to that too. And I think that's been more of the most interesting part of this whole adventure of being an entrepreneur is the marketing piece. Like I kind of love it. The selling it's interesting. I think I'm still battle with it a little bit, but the sociologist in me loves the like marketing side, which is, you know, seeing mainstream patterns, disrupting them and, um, messaging and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. What I mean, your thoughts on it? Well, I get the selling is teaching a hundred percent. I see that. And especially with the way we're selling it on the, on the webinar these days, it's, it's clearly you are teaching something yeah. and you're showing somebody something new in a different way. And then saying, Hey, if you want to learn more, you got to pay me some money. That's, yeah. that's the selling process basically. Yeah. And this, this can take you these places um, you're selling a transformation. If right. like people are willing to put in the work, you're mm -hmm. not selling something like whatever, whatever the people say on my ads, right? right. Snake oil. <laughs> yeah. And you're not just selling facts, right? No. It's, it's like a True. process and yeah. like you guide them. It's the same thing in the classroom. Yep. You know, they, they pay tuition to come to yep. a classroom and have a transformation. And then at the end they get the receipt diploma yep. and then they get to use it. Yep. Um, I get that. I, but the, the teaching is selling part. Mm. I'm a little stuck on. Yeah. <laughs> But we can talk about that in a later episode. Yeah, maybe we should. I'm going to have you do some reading. Yeah. Have some light reading for Okay, you. good. <laughs> Great. I already have club. homework. Yeah, you already have homework. I've assigned it. So this Great. is what we get to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very fun. Yeah. So uh, Wealthy Teachers is now born. It's, it's official. Mm -hmm. Episode and, one. Yeah. And then moving forward, we'll have episodes with the two of us. Episodes, maybe one of us solo. Episodes with interviewing people. Um, what else could we do? I don't know. We should turn into our audience. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's really important in the early stages of a new, uh, product or, or even podcast to get reviews and to hear from you guys around this change. I know we have some fans that have been listening to AMB for a really long time. So we obviously would love to hear what you think about the direction, how it's, uh, how it's shaping and, um, feel free to drop that in the academics mean business community for now, but we will likely be collapsing communities or maybe we will keep that because there, it is a beautiful space. Um, for academics, I, I just names. haven't decided. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things like small details like that, that haven't been decided yet, but we know what we want to do with this podcast and what we're doing moving forward. 
I think a big distinguishing point is that AMB was a lot of inspiring stories and um, catharsis and just a lot of discussion around the issues academics have yeah. around being in any sort of business. Um, but this is now a little bit, not how to, but a little bit more of like, here's how it works. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So not just stories like of people, but actually, two. yeah, phase <laughs> two. you heard the stories. Hopefully you've had some healing through yeah. those interviews. Uh, but now it's time to take action. And what do we do now that we're in this space, aware of this space? How do we do it right? Mm-hmm. What does right even mean? Mm. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it then. So yes, please leave a review and please hit us up um, on social, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, All the and, links will be in the description. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in and hanging out with us. See you all soon. Yep. Yep.